So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. This is the labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me alone. She's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they know I entered the ark. And they knew I can't do this. We do impressions. Hello. <laughs> I love the tomatoes. <laughs> Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom, condiment, con. <laughs> Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> so in genius, geniuses. That's our southern accent coming in there, folk. I'm just a little black <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well, that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between... Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Missy. I'm here with my brother Robert today. Hey, hey everybody. So, how are you, Robert? I'm doing quite well. How are you, Missy? <laughs> I'm good. So, um, I got to talk about Bubba a little bit. I know it's um, probably something you might want to talk about a little bit. Um so I'm going to give you the floor here. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we uh, he passed away last last Monday, and um, over the last um, couple of years, he and I have had a well, quite frankly, no, most of our relationship uh, it was him and mom been married. He and I have had really a good relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. He struggled with a lot of folks I know, uh, but I think it was from a basis of love toward mom that he kind of he hung in and just wanted to be um, a part of the family all of us you know to be a big family mm-hmm. and over the last few years I think that's come to fruition in the way that um, he's um, you know healed a lot of relationships mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with you and with mm-hmm. others yeah but for whatever reason and I think I know that reason um, he uh, he and I always had a good relationship even when it was testy around uh, a lot of others uh, I was able to tell you know tell him what I thought, and it didn't break up our friendship, our relationship as stepdad and stepson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we 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 built on that over the years, and it's just gotten better over the last few years since we've been doing a lot of ministry together. And I think that's the key to what brought he and I together uh, in the first place, is because I accepted Christ in his home church mm-hmm. a long time ago. I was probably twenty one, I think, or twenty. Yeah, uh, and that that just kind of he became my spiritual father at that point, mm-hmm. uh, and he he we did ministry together. We went street ministry in Atlanta together. We went to Bible studies together. We did Bible studies together. We led you know we were part of leadership of that little church over in Austell, and uh, it was just built. We did the womanless wedding together, and if yeah. that doesn't bring you together, I don't know what will. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, he wore a wig and makeup and stuff like that. I did not embarrass myself that way. I wore a tutu. <laughs> We've got a picture somewhere of, of me in a tutu. 
That is scary. That is terrifying, actually. So uh, hopefully we burned that picture. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, just let me say that our relationship, me and Bubba, was not just Bubba. It was definitely me. We were both, uh, like, you know, all in water. Sure, sure. That was a... Definitely both of us. But it is cool to see if you can't see anything else is how God changes you over time. Right. And um, what a godly man he turned out to be and, you know, what a loving man he turned out to be and just spoke life into people like he always said, you know. And um, that was amazing to see him. I mean, I think it was the night before, two nights before he passed away. It may have been the night before him trying to pray and he couldn't get the words yeah. out, but we were all mm-hmm. bowing our heads with him and, but you could hear a word or two. I mean, yeah, that was either Friday or Saturday, you know, uh, and the, what that reminded me of, I'm glad you brought that up because listening to him, that to me, that was one of the most incredible prayers that he prayed for us every time we were there over the, over the last month or two, anybody that came over to help, he would take you into the bedroom because we were helping him get into bed, helping mom to help him get into bed. And he would stop and pray for all of us, all of us holding hands in a circle. And Mm -hmm. that night he did what scripture calls or tells us is that at times we don't know what to say. So it comes out in groans Mm -hmm. and in moans, but God Mm -hmm. knows. So he interpreted what God, what uh, Bubba was saying in that time when he couldn't, he just basically couldn't speak at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what little he could say was not really understandable. Yeah. Um, and it, I thought that was the most incredible prayer of the whole time yeah. that we've been doing this. Yeah. Well, it is amazing, too, that they, uh, I have this ritual as well, and I hate to call it a ritual. It's a ritual. I like praying at night, every night, and... Um, they did that every night. Yes. And uh, you'll be amazed how much that would change relationships yep. and stuff. Yep. Especially when he's sitting there and he, he can barely hold his head up and he's not praying for himself. Yeah, part of the prayer was about healing. Yeah. And uh, I'll talk about that in just a second. But the the what he prayed for was us. Those of us that were there to help him. He was mm-hmm. thankful. He had a thankful spirit about him. And he was he was he was very uh, gracious about you know the the fact that he was in a very vulnerable position, and yeah. he just loved us through it and kept saying thank you thank you thank you and his prayer was that way. It yeah. was just about uh, about us and mm-hmm. the prayer he said about himself every time he did it. And I, I probably listened to it uh, us going over there maybe a dozen times mm-hmm. over that period of time. And he kept saying that by my by your stripes I am healed. Now mm-hmm. that scripture in particular isn't about physical. It can be about physical, but that's really not about physical. When that is said, and I think it's in Isaiah, when when that scripture is said and it's quoted again in the New Testament, they're actually talking about spiritual because mm-hmm. we're healed once we're healed, healed spiritually. Physically is less important. It becomes mm-hmm. less about how we feel on the outside than the fact that we've got an eternal life that we're going to spend with the, our Creator and our Redeemer and our yeah, the guy who uh, loves us. And I have to say, uh, I just thought about this. Um, I don't know if it's my growth or times or I'm not quite sure what it is. When Freddie passed away, I have to say that was extremely hard, mm-hmm. extremely hard. <clears throat> And heartbreaking. And when Bubba passed away, uh, 
it was almost like you knew where he was going. There was right. no question about it. We knew where Freddie was going too, so it's not that. Um, I don't know what it is. It's more of a, I don't want to say relief for him not to be struggling. Right. That's okay to say that because it is. Yes, because you don't want to see him struggle. But there was such a big difference, and I was close to both of you know both of those hurt equally. You know, very painful. But the way, and I have to say, it must be the times uh, we're in that for Bubba. Yes, we I grieved. Yes, I did. But moreover, I'm thinking he is seeing Jesus and you know, that man, I've never seen a man want to go to heaven so bad in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. And it's actually, I, I I'm going to, I'm not going to correct you. I'm going to agree with you what you said at first. Cause I think what you said at first is actually what you're talking about. It's your growth. You, mm-hmm. you see through the eyes of faith and now a little bit more than you did. Maybe because Freddie's been gone for what? Seven years. Eight yeah. Years? Yeah. Um, so your growth in that time frame, you know, he would, he would absolutely love what you've done with this podcast. He would want to be a part of it in a way of, uh, you know, he was so shy. Freddie was, he Come was just, Freddy, yeah. yeah, he was just, he was just a quiet individual. But I, you know, I think I've shared this before. I've sat there and watched him. I don't have any problem talking in public, but Freddie did. He, mm-hmm. he he didn't it terrif it didn't terrify him. He just was like, I don't have anything to say. And yet, when he got up and spoke, you could see God speaking through him. Yeah. So I think what's happened is over time, you've looked at it from now, and what we're about to talk about, you just kind of segued into it, world versus worldly. Um, mm-hmm. You now see the eye through the or see through the eyes of Christ, and you see through the eyes of eternity, not the mm-hmm. eyes of now, here and now. So you're hmm. saying this is because we'll we'll spend more time in eternity with Bubba than we did here on Earth. We right. spent what forty something years with him here. Yeah, well, eternity is a little longer than that. <laughs> so it's one of those you know, we will be with him more then, and quite quite frankly, we will know him better than we knew him here. There will be no secrets there. There will be yeah. nothing that can be hidden. We'll know the Father, we'll know the Son, just and the Holy Spirit just exactly like they're supposed to, like they know us. Uh, and w- then we'll also see each other and we'll know mm-hmm. each other. We, there'll be no secrets. There'll be nothing yeah. that can hide because all that idea of sin and what the world's kept us in will not be there. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see that, uh, <laughs> that I've grown and can see through different eyes, I guess. Yeah. God's eyes, God's, God's vision. Well, you're seeing from the, uh, uh, you're seeing from the inside out, mm-hmm. not from the outside in. Yeah. Yeah. No. That makes total sense. Right. It does. And and it leads into what we're going to talk about. So here, here's the thing about the world and the world. You're, you're seeing from the outside in, meaning that the God has come into you. This is just kind of a baseline for what we're going to talk about. Right. But God has come into you. He's, re, he's redeemed you. He's taken your spirit that was in, was basically dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep saying you, but it's me too. And any other no. person that's made this decision. Yeah. Um, so he's redeemed us from the inside. He's changed us in a personal way. And mm-hmm. he says, now I'm going to live through you. So we're, a, we're, we're body, mind, and spirit. Mind is also soul. You can just say body, soul, spirit. 
soul is basically where uh, the in between of where the spirit of, of God lives inside us, or our own spirit is dead, mm-hmm. uh, and the body, of course, is the physical world. So when it comes to the way we live before we're redeemed, before Christ comes to live inside of us, we live body into soul into spirit, which is dead. So there's absolutely no relationship with God because that is God can only relate to us on a spiritual level. So right. he's he with him related to us on that level. If it's dead, there's no way to communicate with. Him. Yes, we can. Yes, he's God. Yes, he can communicate that way. But our spirit is not alive to his spirit. So. We're living from the body to the soul. Now, mm-hmm. once you're redeemed, God comes living inside of us, and His Spirit's living through us, then we live the opposite. It's spirit, soul, body. Look where mm-hmm. the struggle is, though, kind of in between. The soul's where the struggle's at. The soul's where we think about things. The yeah. soul's where we make decisions. The soul's really who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, in, the, in the Jewish vernacular, they, they used it as a, um, it was, it's not just your, it's, it's where you think. It's where you, it's kind of like the bowels of who you are. That's a tough way to say it. But really, the Hebrew word that has to do with soul has to do with the bowels, the inner workings of who you are in your heart. It's the heart of man. Yeah. And the heart of man is where the struggle's at. Right. Because that's where you want to get in the world. You want to get in the chaos. You want to get angry. You want to have the knee-jerk reactions. You want to, you know, all of those things. So you're living then on the outside in. Right. The world around you, your situations, your circumstances can bring it, it, you know, come into you and they affect who you are. Because you have, we don't, from that perspective, you don't have the the Spirit of God living into you, living in you to let His faith come through you to say that's, that stuff doesn't matter. The only thing Mm -hmm. that matters is me. The only thing that matters is that I have redeemed you. The only thing that matters is the eternal. The only thing that matters is that I love you more than the world loves you. Right. Well, also, you know, your perspective changes how you deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like that's you see exactly a person right. that's uh, that before you grew or, you know, whatever. And uh, you look at them and you think, God, they're mean or they're they're hateful or they're rude. or And then you can take a step back when you're a Christian and you get this, uh, you know, you get God in you and he, he gives you a different view. He looks at the heart. And what that person's about, and you begin to look at the heart and what that person's about. For example, just that one example, but nope, something like that. Perfect example. You look at uh, instead of being angry at somebody for oh, let's just use one that's really popular right now, race. Right. <clears throat> you know, you look at you're looking at somebody's skin and going, I judge them based on their skin, and. That is not God. That's not Jesus did not come to die for a a particular color because the word race, which is thrown around right now, because it's really, you know, popular to do that. It's a specific race. Quite frankly, as mother would say, and mother has said several times, there is only one race and it's the human race. Right. So we are one race. Mm -hmm. Um, Race is not about color. Race is about perspective and people. And there are probably people that just would argue me, you know, day in and day out about that. But it's just, it doesn't matter what they argue. It's only thing what's true. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about again? Worldly versus world. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so the two, the, the, the two things, and uh, a lot of discussions about this. But again, it goes back to, are you living from the outside in or from the inside out? 
Uh, and world, there's, there's, two, there's several different words in Scripture from the Greek vernacular that actually has to do with the words world and worldly. Mm-hmm. And as I, I, you and I kind of talked about earlier, and I said this to mom, and I think I said it to Lori, is that when it comes to this idea, when you, when you hear someone say, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, mm-hmm. just that idea of that, that word world is that the physical world, the trees, the grass, the dirt, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, is that what you're talking about when you say that? Or is it the systems that are happening in the world right now? Systems. That's right. It's the systems. We're looking at the governments. We're looking at uh, the Internet, whatever we're looking at and saying the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're specifically talking about the systems and the things that people are involved in. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in what world and worldly means in Scripture. Right. So uh, when the word world actually literally means is the word cosmos, which you've heard. Cosmos. Cosmos. And it's mm-hmm. the idea, really, it's really the idea of space without time. Let that soak in. It's about the creation, but not really about time. It's about order, which if you remember Genesis, it talks about the chaos. The Spirit of God was hovering over the chaos, and he brought order. Mm-hmm. That's what the cosmos are. That's what the world is. John three sixteen. For God so loved the cosmos, the creation, mm-hmm. the order that He gave His only begotten Son. So we read that and we think, oh, that's about it's uh, about us and God saved us and blah blah. And it is. But He also brought order back into His own creation because when the fall happened with Adam and Eve, then creation fell. It wasn't just us. All of it wasn't just human beings. It was all of creation fell with them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he had given us supremacy over that. Well, once that happened, then it brought disorder. It brought chaos with the fall. Jesus came along and brought that order back in place. But he put it in us, right? Hmm? He put it I in said us. he put it in us. Yes. Yes, he, Not. he did. It was just, well, no, it was the, 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 you know, you're right. You're right. Because... He, you read it throughout Scripture when Jesus starts talking about abiding. You know, John, the, some of Bubba's favorite Scriptures were in John. And it was really God talking about, uh, Jesus talking about abiding. Abiding in me, abiding in the Father. Uh, I abide in the Father, you abide in me. And Bubba loved that chapter 14 through like 18 because that, those were some of his favorites. And it was because Jesus talks about abiding. He talks about resting. He talks about completion because what he did was he, he came on and uh, died on the cross and rose again. He completed God's work that started in creation when there was chaos and then there was order and then there was chaos. And Jesus came in and brought more order. And it, but the order wasn't really about we still see the world fall apart. We still see. I was going to say it's not. A, yeah, it didn't affect the world. It's about us. It's about us. That's exactly right. It's about us being killed on the inside so that we can spend eternity with the one that created us and brought that order. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, we kind of talk about cosmos now. Now we're going to move to the other word, which is kind of worldly. It actually is the word, and I think it's pronounced aeon, A-I-O-N. And it actually denotes a time. Now remember, cosmos was about space, not Outer space, but space. It was about 
creation and then it's about order. But aeon is, a, is actually about time. It's about this present age. So when it talks about that and it talks about it, it actually uses the words, the cares and temptations and desires of this world, of this time. Does that make sense? I'm trying to follow you. Go. Keep going. <laughs> so what you can read scripture and you can see the word wor- the word world in two and it could have two different meanings. One being that it's about the creation and the order, mm-hmm. and the other one about being the time and the space. So if if it's I mean the I'm sorry, the time and the temptation and the desires of this world. So if it has those two different meanings, then what God calls us into is order in the cosmos. What he calls us into is not to look at the desires and the temptations of this world, mm-hmm. but to look to him. He's the right. order. Right. I mean, I get that part. Well, then you got sure. it. Oh, okay. Now, now explain it. Uh, basically, it is. <laughs> no, go on. Go on. You're doing it. God and us, and he is coming in us so that we can see the world through his eyes is basically what I get. Yep. Is that it? Yep. That's, that's pretty much it. You went around the world to explain it, but it's great. (laughs) Well, the, the the whole, but understanding is knowing is one thing. Understanding is something different. So if we understand how God's done it, it's easier for us to accept what he's done and doing through us. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I kind of highlighted a scripture, and you, I let, sent it to you in that list. It was First mm-hmm. John two fifteen through seventeen, mm-hmm. and it may be the only one. Even look at that. So she she can see it. Y'all can't see it, but I've got a bunch of markers in here just for today. <laughs> Those look like uh, that. Looks like about a thirty markers. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So, but I, really, the only one we are, are probably going to look at. We have some others, but we may, may only look at this one. It's First John. 2, 15 through 17. And it's going to, it's really going to talk about what we just discussed. Um, you want to see my Bible? She's looking this way like she wants to see, you'll see it. Right? I see it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what it says is, 15, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world and the love of the Father, uh, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is uh, from the world. And the world is passing away and its lust, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. That's 2, 15 through, well, 1 John, not, not the 1 John, but 1 John 2, 15 through 17. And I found it interesting that the, the words that uh, John uses here, uh, is he uses two different words for love. Mm-hmm. And one of them is agapo. You're familiar with agape, right? Right. So agapo. I, I uh, dated a guy named Agapius. Ag- I can't say his name now. Agap- what was his name? Shoot, I forgot. <laughs> it was agapio or agapius. I, I can't remember anyway. I, I, so yeah, well, th- this was actually spelled A-G-A-P-A-O. Mm-hmm. So, and, but it means love, but it means a different kind of love. It means a love that's directing, it's a direction of the will. Now, to explain that is what it is, what do you love? 
if it's if you're directing your will to love something, is it your car? Is it your house? So is it something in the world where your your love is kind of directed that way and that's really what you concentrate on? Um, or is it the order of the world? Do you look at it and say, oh, my gosh, the Internet's down. We This world's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Is that where your focus is? Is that where your love is? Is that where your agapo is? Mm-hmm. So with John using this term, he said directing it to what in the world are you loving? <clears throat> Versus agape is love from God that with no tight strings attached. Mm-hmm. He loves without reciprocation of love. He loves right. us whether we love him or not. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Silence. <laughs> I don't know what else I can I can say. I can say a lot of things, I suppose. Well, I think, you know, um, I understand what you're saying and, you know, where your focus is, that's probably where your love is. Yes. Most of the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, There is a part where, you know, I understand what you're saying and, you know, I did. When you look at you have to be aware of what's going on and you can still be. You know, God can attune you to what's going on. You don't have to be totally out of reality. Actually, there's a term that, uh, in which kind of started this process for me months ago, I was thinking about, and that is being uh, of the world, but not in the world. So, the, of course, we're called to uh, and told that we have to live in the world. And we have to, I mean, we're here physically. There's no question about it. But it comes down to going back to what we said originally. Do you live from the inside out? Yeah. And there's only one way to do that. You can't do that based on your own strength. This is not about, oh, I'm going to do good. Because mm-hmm. just that thought without Christ living inside you means you can't. Yeah. You can't be good enough on your own. It's right. all about ex- the, the acceptance and being redeemed from the inside out so that we ch- we change on the inside. And that way God can live out through us. Yeah, right. You know, draw draw a circle. And then inside that, put another circle, and then inside, put, put another circle. And then you can take that inner circle, which is the Spirit of God living in us, mm-hmm. and take an arrow and draw it out through the other two circles. Mm-hmm. That's God living out of us. Oh, okay. You can do just the opposite. You can take an arrow on the outside of the circle and point it inward. And that's the world trying to get <laughs> into us and right. trying to make who we are. And so we, well, our battle is already fought and won. We don't have to do anything except surrender to the completion that we are. If we've mm-hmm. accepted Christ, we're completed. We're, uh, our, there's, there's no more work except for the work that, about us surrendering more and letting God live in us and through us. Well, what would you say to people who are living in the world but want to not live in the world? What do they do? Um, that there's, I mean, there's really only one way to do it. And that's, yeah. you know, stop what you're doing, accept Christ. And it's a really simple thing. God, other religions teach something different, which is do better and, and you'll be accepted. I, Christ teaches, Jesus teaches that you don't have to do better. Be who you are because I'm the one that does the changing. I change you from the inside out. So it's not really about having to get better and then come to God. It's about 
coming to God, and He will make us better. Mm-hmm. As my pastor said a couple of weeks ago, he said that, that most religions are about man reaching for God. But our religion, our belief, and our belief in Christ is about God reaching to us. So you remember the remember the Tower of Babel in Genesis. Everybody knows the story. Well, yeah. not probably not the complete story, but they know at least the idea, kind of like knowing about Noah. Uh, the Tower of Babel uh, at the time, the people, and think of after Noah, the floods, waters recede, uh, and his basically all that's left is his family and himself. So they go out into the world and they start procreating. So they're all of the same tribe and the same people, right? So they all speak the same language. Right. They all get together, and there's now millions of them, whatever, thousands, hundreds of thousands. They're all in the same area. They're all speaking the same language. So they're all going at some point through the generations. They say, you know what? We should be more like God. So what we're going to do is we're going to build this tower, and we're going to build this tower to the sky so that we can be where God is and we can be like God. Just like Adam and Eve, the same thing they said. We, you can say, uh, the serpent said, you can be like God if you bite into this piece of fruit. I'm not kidding. Yeah. So the, they did this at the Tower of Babel. They started building this tower. And the, uh, the scripture says, basically, God said, you know what? This is not right. They don't. They, they, they don't need to be doing this. The, mm-hmm. But so we, what we can do is we can confuse their language, right? Uh, so we're going to confuse their language and send them, spread them throughout the world. So that's what he did. And as they were reaching and trying to be like God, they realized they could not talk to each other any longer, and they did, the project you know, they, fell apart. The part, project <laughs> fell apart. They dispersed throughout the world, and what we had was what we're talking about languages now. So my point in that is that that's only that type of language uh, where we speak all speak the same same language only happened twice in history, and that's no three times. I'm sorry, three times. Uh, that was at the Tower of Babel before God did their broke up their language. Second one was at the Book of Acts when they are standing in Jerusalem after, uh, and the Holy Spirit falls on the crowd there of about three or four thousand. And they all begin to understand each other's language. Yeah. All right. You don't know. You want to guess what number three is? I would say uh, the Garden of Eden. No. Well, yeah, but there are only two people in there. Heaven. Closer. Closer, closer to reality. Heaven. Closer to what we're in right now. Mm-hmm. There's only one. The other, internet. That's it. Boom. The only other time that the world has been able to talk to each other in the same language is mm-hmm. binary code. Binary right okay, gotcha. We can. What does that to, mean? I don't know. <laughs> I just had the, the the thought. I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, well, uh, think of again going back to the world versus worldly. So we get caught up. Everybody that's in any part of the civilized world has some way to get to and reach the internet. Yeah. We have people that maybe are listening right now as I'm saying these words that are in China. That are in, uh, you know, somewhere in Europe. We know that that by according to the the statistics that we've got on this specific podcast, that there are people in different continents listening to us. Right. They may not even speak our language, but you know what? They got a button, and that binary code can tell them what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. In their language. Is there so a word we, for y'all? 
<laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Ask them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you'd have, you know, y'all would have to ask them. I don't know. So it's what it what it creates is that we we've got a way to for the world to almost appear godlike to us. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. It, 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 so we can get caught up in the idea of we we want to we want to be a <clears throat> part of this, and this is what actually saves us. See, Tower of Babel. They said we want to be like God so that we can be saved. That's that was their ultimate goal. They wanted <laughs> to live eternity, Godlike, and God right. said, "No, you're. That's not you. That's not we. That's not our plan." And people are looking to the government and the world systems to save them and create this utopia that's never going to happen. Yes, exactly. And yeah. and yeah, all those things you said. It it also all that is seen through the eyes of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's no matter what it is, the news agencies or the the government putting something out, it's all seen, seen through the eyes of the internet. That's how you see everything these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good grief! Uh, news is now done by Twitter. <laughs> I know that's why I get mean, my news. Uh, you know, most of the uh, well, see, that, that's okay. You're not a reporter except on this podcast. These the the but a reporter who gets paid possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a reporter does their news by Twitter. Hmm. And that's not that's not how, what a reporter is supposed to do, but that's how they get it. I'm not a reporter, by the way. I, mean, <laughs> I said you were only a reporter through this podcast. Oh, okay. And okay. You, and, and and you proved my point by saying you're not a reporter. You just reported <laughs> on that. All Shut those up. that are listening are going. Well, he didn't win that argument. No, he didn't. <laughs> I did uh, think about when you're talking about all this that a lot of people now are putting the creation above the creator. You said that before. Yeah. Where they're looking at the world and they're looking at the creation and saying, uh, you know, this bald eagle, if you shoot it, you're going to be, it's a felony and you're going to be put in jail, blah, blah, blah. But if you kill this baby by abortion, nothing happens to you. It's just all skewed, you know, like that. They put the world. Above, anyway. Yeah, no, you're absolutely 100% right. And well, uh, that, but that brings the question, because uh, uh, what would happen if the Internet went dark completely? It probably will this winter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's my prediction. That, that's your prediction? Okay, everybody yeah. hold her to it. <coughs> Please. It's call just her. a ran- it's random guess, so. Can't call her in April and tell her So what would wrong. happen? I don't know. That's my, see, my question is, is because if if um, we're worshiping the internet, worshiping that, and say that's where our love is, where we well, have to be on Twitter, worship. <clears throat> Hold on, some oh, people yeah. may. Okay, there you go. I'm not yeah. saying we do. The idea, the difference between um, you know, it's like you said, where, wherever your focus is, sometimes that's where your love is. Yeah, look where you spend most of your time. That's yeah. probably. Where your love is. That's exactly so right. You probably need to fix that. There's nothing wrong with the internet or looking at nothing. the internet or doing things like that. But um, I think when you put it above, you know, the the root of evil is the love, or how, how is that? Um, the love of money is the root of all evil, but it's not that you have money. It's if you it's love you it love above money. everything else, uh-huh. then it's, be- that's when it's evil. Right. So that's and kind that, of the same perspective. 
And that goes back to that Greek word because that agapo, agape, no, not, not agape, agapo, agapio, uh, it's the direction <laughs> of your will. And that when it comes to the Greek part of that or the Greek meaning of that, it actually, it actually means the direction of your will. Where are you directing your will? So mm-hmm. that's where your, your love is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that if the internet shut down, uh, we would probably see a panic. Yeah. Uh, huh. And people going, oh no, what you know? The, this my life's over. There's people that live on the internet and can't, yeah, you know, they can't do uh, a day without doing a uh, Twitter posting or read about their, you know, they're just that's where they find their significance. Yeah, that's the yeah. way to put it. That's where they find their. Others can find their significance in other things. It, it's not just the internet. And again, there's nothing wrong with the internet. There's nothing wrong with TV. There's nothing wrong with computers, phones. None of that. The, the thing and the best way to think about it is those things are basically neutral when it comes to good or bad. When it comes to good or evil, let's put it more like that. Anything, that, uh, anything mechanical, anything that's computer generated is neutral. It's not, uh, it's not the internet that makes you love it. It's your desire inside of you or not inside of you to replace God with that instrument, whatever it is, whatever yeah. it's the, you know, whether it's the internet or TV or car or whatever. The only thing that's going to fulfill you a hundred percent is Christ is him. in your that's life. Right. That's the um, only way we can be complete. You are 100% correct. And I there. think it's easy to get caught up in those things and we just have to take a break and say, wait a minute. And I think a lot of times God is just saying, just rest, just yeah. rest in me. Just rest. You don't have to go out and do this and do that and do this. Just, Rest and talk to me, and let's spend some time together, some quality time. Just like well, you do not your meaning kids. to drag this out, but that's a, a excellent point. And when he talks about rest, see, we think of rest as our physical rest, mm-hmm. and that is not what he's talking about. Rest ever. from the world. No. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in the world. Rest in Him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Rest and abide in Him, and yeah. in, in our own completeness. When we realize that we're complete and we're whole, there's not a you know, there's not that sin part of us left in us because God has redeemed us and changed us, mm-hmm. uh, that we now can rest in him and let him rest through us. Because, yeah, uh, yeah and he talks about that so much. It's kind of uh, interesting that it's not more of a subject by pastors and others. Yeah. So let me finish up and then we can we can do our prayer. Okay. So here's here's the last scripture. I decided to pursue one more, and um, it's in the midst of that John, uh, the book of John that Bubba loves so much in chapter fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's at verses eighteen and nineteen. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. Mm-hmm. If you were of the world, the world would love you, would love its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Mm-hmm. The world hates you. Come to accept Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, we're not talking about the, the physical trees and rivers and lakes and things like that. We're really talking about the systems um, and looking at uh, the systems that draw us away from him. Uh, and again, there's nothing, that, all, the, all the systems are neutral. It's a matter of where do you place your focus? Where is your direction of your will? Is it toward him 
and letting him work through you. And, you know, you said it earlier and basically it changes your perspective on how you see people and how you see the world. Yeah. So uh, I think it's funny when people who say they don't believe in God will cry out to God when they have a time in time of need, something's going on. I think there's an innate desire in all of us. There is that we have Christ in our heart Um, because he put it there basically, you know, and um, we got separated when Adam and Eve sinned and we got separated from God. His desire was always to walk with us and be with us. And Jesus Christ came and he came for you and he came for me and his innocent blood shed for our sins and he carried our burdens and our sins. Yeah. And salvation is what we're talking about. And it's just deliverance from the penalty of sin, which we all have. And when you accept Christ into your heart, things don't just change like boom, bam. You know, I do think people are growing exponentially right now because of the times we're in, but you know, it's a slow process sometimes, but you have hope and I just want you to give up your hopelessness for hope. Give up your hate for love. Give up your shackles for freedom. Give up your fear for faith. Give up your emptiness for God's fullness. And give up your self-pity for joy. Those are those are the things you can gain. And um, if you're feeling lost and empty, I just pray that you would pray this with me, this prayer. There's no magic words. Um, it's a heart matter. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. So just pray with me. Dear Lord, we just pray that this touched somebody's heart. And we just want to say a prayer of salvation that it's a heart matter, though. Just say, Dear Lord, come into my heart. I believe in Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose three days later and are sitting at the right hand of the Father. I believe in God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. Help me change. Make me, mold me into what you want me to be. Help me understand the words of the Bible. Let them come alive in my mind and my heart, Lord. Help me find people around me who can help me grow. And Lord, I thank you so much for saving me. And I cannot wait to see your face when I get to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me, can I say one other thing? Yeah. You, you, when you were uh, saying those last words before you prayed, it, it reminded me. <clears throat> one of the main things I can remember before I accepted Christ, before he came inside me and redeemed me, the main, one of the main things I remember is that emptiness. And whoever's listening to this and you're thinking, why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel so useless? Why do I, and you're looking for that way to, to, to be significant that's him calling you. Mm-hmm. That emptiness needs to be filled. You're incomplete without him. And you, you can, some of you may listen to this and go, oh, I'm just going to rebel. and I'm not going to believe that. But the fact of the matter is, is it's true whether you like it or not. God, yeah. Missy said it, God put that in us when he, when he created us. He put in us to the desire to know him. Mm-hmm. And you're drawn to it whether you know it or not. Right. What happens in a lot of people is the world and that's the, the systems in the world get in the way and they draw you to them. Trying to uh, fill that. Trying to fill that emptiness. That's exactly right. And make you, yeah. they're trying to make you complete, but they cannot, the world cannot do that. Period. Always fall short. Always. 100%. 
Yep, that's right. <clears throat> Thank you, Robert. That was a great Bye. podcast. Love you, sis. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.